Good morning. Welcome to worship at Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. Delighted to welcome you to this hour of worship. We are glad that you have chosen to spend time with us this morning and include this as your worship opportunity. Whether you are here in the sanctuary or joining us online or via radio, we are glad that you are with us today. It is good to be in God's house. We uh, want to encourage you, please, to sign the friendship pads. If you're here in the sanctuary, we create this opportunity for you to sign in and to read names of those around you. And this is one of the ways that we endeavor to create community. And so please note names of those that are seated with you and around you and greet one another after the service this morning. If you happen to be visiting among us, uh, please join us in the atrium, which is in this direction here to my right. Uh, there is a desk there with folks that are ready to greet you, to tell you uh, about all of the opportunities to engage in the life and ministry here at Preston Hollow. Um, they have a gift for you if you are one of, uh, if this is one of your first visits to the church. We'd love to express our gratitude in a tangible way, and that is one way to do that. Uh, so know that that invitation is before you. There are connect cards and prayer cards in the pew racks in front of you if you have a prayer concern uh, or a celebration in your life that you'd like to include in the pastor's prayers, the deacon's prayers. This is one way to communicate those, uh, those that are on your heart, so please uh, use it for that. On the back is the connect card. If you desire to know more about our church, there's an opportunity for you to uh, put that information down and the card goes in the offering plate at the appropriate time later in the service. A few announcements that we want to call to your attention today. This Thursday on the 22nd, we are having our second Beer and Hymns event and we want to encourage your participation. I hear snickering by the, chancel, by the sanctuary choir. Uh, we need you all to come on. Uh, this is an opportunity for great fellowship to raise your voice with some familiar hymns and to raise your glass if you so choose. So please come out. Uh, Lakewood Brewing Company, the information about its location and time and everything is in your bulletin. Uh, bring your friends. It promises to be a great time with our Worship at Five band leading us in song. Next Sunday is also uh, a great opportunity at both worship services. We are going to recognize our colleague, Reverend Jesse Light-Wells. She is wrapping up her two-year residency with us as the Moni Pastoral Resident. There will be uh, information about her next chapter, and so we will have a chance not only to recognize her, but to truly express our gratitude to Jesse for all of her contributions uh, as she has become our pastor and our friend over this time of service. So please mark your calendars for that. There will be receptions following both services as well. And a final note, um, your staff is going to take Tuesday off-site for a staff team building and fellowship retreat uh, where we will be going to Spring Hill Retreat Center, the church's retreat center uh, out uh, north, in North Richardson. And so consequently, the church office will be closed on Tuesday. So just wanted you to know that, but mainly wanted you to know that all of the staff will be uh, gathering together uh, to learn about our strengths, to learn about how we can better uh, work with one another and serve you and serve alongside you. Uh, so no, please keep us in prayer as, as we are about that. Busy, 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 work, work, work. For many of us, for even most of us, life is lived at a frenetic pace. We catch ourselves coming and going. We barely take a breath. 
but we're actually supposed to breathe. We're supposed to take in the goodness of God. We're supposed to slow down. We're not created to go, go, go like the Energizer Bunny. God calls us to rest. God calls us to times of Sabbath and renewal. As we continue our summer sermon series today, we're focusing on that creative tension in our lives. To not always be on the move, but to stop regularly and exhale. Today, through the prayers, the scripture, the sermon, through the beautiful music, we want you to receive the gracious invitation from God to slow down, to take in the goodness of our Creator. So friends, let us worship together, holy God. Please join me in the call to worship, in sleeping and in waking, God is present, in eating and in playing, God is present, in losing keys, reading a book, and sitting in traffic, God is present. As we gather for worship, God is present, let us worship God.
confident in God's grace, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Let us pray. God of the Sabbath, we confess that it is hard for us to stop working. It is difficult for us to leave the office, to turn off the computer, and to truly rest. We confess that we miss the everyday miracles of this life because we fail to pause, to rest, and to notice. Forgive us. hear and believe the good news of the gospel. We are saved by grace through faith. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. you may be seated and I want to invite all the children to come forward and bring your backpacks. This is Blessing of the Backpack Sunday. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? It is so nice to see you and to see all of your backpacks. That is so cool. I brought mine too. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, being, uh, to having my backpack blessed. Well, I'm so glad to share this time with Miss Ann Nielsen, who's going to lead us and talk to us about why this day is so special in our church. 
It is so good to see all of you, and you all look so prepared with your backpacks. You look like you are ready. Who is excited for school to start? <laughs> oh, did school already start for some of you? A little bit, yeah, okay. Well, we are excited to celebrate the start of school with all of you, and that's why we asked you to bring your backpacks today, because starting school can be so exciting, and it can also be a little, can you be a little nervous when school starts? A little nervous, new teacher, maybe new school, maybe new friends in class. And so we want to celebrate this day with you and with your backpacks. And so when we pray at the end, Pastor Mark is going to pray with us. And so when we pray, we are not just praying on the backpacks, but we are praying for the school year. All right. And so we are praying um, for your first day of school and for all the days that you go to school this year. And um, that reminder that we here, all of us here, um, and those watching online and all of the church are thinking about you and praying about you this year. And so we have this little reminder that you can hook on to your backpack or your lunchbox or maybe even like a spiral notebook or binder and just put it somewhere that when you see it, you remember how much God loves you and that God is with you on your first day of school. God is with you when you go to the playground. God is with you in your lunchroom. Even when you're waiting in line for the water fountain, God is with you. God is with you at all times. And so just, we're going to give you, each of you will get one of these at the end. And so when you see it, I just want you to remember how much God loves you. All right, so let's go ahead and pray. And, and so I want to add to what Miss Ann is saying, who has one from last year? Does anybody have one from last year? Yeah, okay. So I have one from last year also. And when I, when I travel, this is my grown-up briefcase-ish. <laughs> I haven't really adopted the briefcase. So, um, so people sometimes will ask me, what is PHPC Kids? And I get to tell strangers about all of you wonderful kids who are PHPC Kids. And so maybe you will be able to tell a friend about how wonderful it is at Preston Hollow, and you can invite them to come and be with you as well. All right, friends, let's pray together. Will you join me in prayer, and will you please repeat after me? Dear God, Dear God, we thank you for a new school year. We thank you for a new school year. Some of us are nervous. Some of us are nervous. Some of us are scared. Some of us are scared. Most of us are excited. Most of us are excited. Be with us. Be with us. Give us courage. Give us courage. Give us uh, good study skills. Give us good study skills. And help us to always know that you're near. And help us to always know that you are near. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are going to share these with you this morning, and I also want to say if you're watching or listening and you would like one of these, all you have to do is come to the church office, and we will be glad to share this with you as well. God bless you all. You can get up and come take one, and then you can go back to your seats. James. You're welcome. There you go. 
Friends, as we prepare to hear scripture read and proclaimed, let us pray. God of peace and promise, of rest and renewal, still the words in our minds. Drown out every voice but your own and speak to us today, for we are in need of your good news. Help us to listen with our whole hearts. Help us to lean into your promises. Still our minds that we may sense the very movement of your spirit in this text. With gratitude we pray. Amen. It is uh, so good to be back in the pulpit at Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. I have uh, missed you. I've missed this space. And uh, I want to thank you for the gift of Sabbath rest. I've been away for uh, three Sundays now. And uh, it seems only fitting that the Sunday that I would come back, we would preach and explore this gift of Sabbath and what it means to rest, to breathe in and to breathe out. Uh, before we begin this morning, you should know that uh, this sermon is going to be an introduction. There's no way that we can talk about uh, Sabbath in um, 15 minutes, and I'm going to try to only preach 15 minutes this morning. Uh, my colleagues uh, behind me remind me that I say that every week, and it never happens. But. Uh, as a clergy team, we are actually putting together an entire series on Sabbath, a four-part series entitled uh, Busy for Goodness Sake. And that uh, series is going to come out sometime in the spring, but today is an invitation for us to consider the gift of Sabbath and Sabbath rest for our lives. And so uh, as we begin, I want you to uh, grab your pew Bible. Um, because we're going to read together this morning. And uh, you're going to find our scripture passage on page 66 in your pew Bible. And as you're turning there, I want to I point out a couple things. There are a couple things that I want you to notice about this text before we begin. I want you to notice uh, how long it takes me Okay, I want you to notice how long it will take me to read the first four commandments. I want you to notice how long it's going to take me to read the first four commandments and how long it's going to take us together to read the final six. You'll notice, uh, if you have your pew Bible open, that the fourth commandment alone is really long. Actually, it's 102 words. Okay? The fourth commandment is 102 words long alone. The final six commandments, when you combine them all together, are only 80 words. So in scripture, we should pay attention. We should pay attention to what is the Bible trying to tell us in 102 words. Then the other thing that I want you to notice uh, is the orientation of the fourth commandment. Uh, the Sabbath day, the fourth commandment, is right in the middle. Uh, Jewish scholars call this uh, the hinge commandment. It's the commandment by which all other commandments turn, sort of like a door. Jewish scholars say that uh, without keeping the fourth commandment, we're not actually able to keep any other commandment. It's the hinge on which all other commandments turn. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read all the way through uh, the fourth commandment, and then you're going to uh, join me. I'll invite you, don't worry. I'll invite you to join me at verse 12, 
and we're going to read verse 12 through 17 together. So listen now for the word of the Lord this day to all of us. Exodus chapter 20, then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and the fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. All right, join me now. We're at verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. This ends our reading. And this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Remind us, O oh God, that you hover here. You hover here in this very sanctuary, just as you hovered over the waters of creation. So reach across the ages and breathe new life into these ancient words. They will be your word to us here and now. And breathe new life, O oh God, into the words of my mouth and into the meditations of all of our hearts, that all would be acceptable and pleasing to you, O oh God. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I was the type of child that had a hard time taking a nap. This will come as a surprise to no one in the room. I was the type of child that my mom would put me down to take a nap. And I would get out of the bed in five minutes and walk out to find my mom and ask her the following question. Has it been long enough now? Is my nap over? And she would look at me without fail and say, it's been five minutes, go back to bed. And I would go back to bed. And the next five minutes I would get up and ask my mom, is nap time over? 
I'm wired that way. I'm wired to be on all the time. And to be honest with you, I still struggle to slow down. I'm wired to go from the moment I wake up. Uh, A few weeks ago, I had the great privilege to journey to Scotland to experience our music ministry, give a concert at St. Giles Cathedral in Edinburgh, Scotland. You should have been there and heard them. It was incredible. And I'm sure at some point I'm going to stop talking about it, but just give me a year and I'll get it out of my system. But I also had the great privilege to preach at St. Giles Cathedral at the morning services. It was a spectacular day and a real honor for all of us to be included. Sarah Ruffner, my wife, was able to come over uh, at the tail end of the trip, and she and I headed out to the Isle of Skye, uh, west of Edinburgh, for a couple days of Sabbath rest to, to take a break, to have a vacation. The day that we were set to leave, I punched uh, the little town of Portree in my GPS out on the Isle of Skye, and off we went. I was uh, really excited to show Sarah uh, my newfound affinity for driving on the opposite side of the road. (laughs) And so without warning, I took the first roundabout like a pro, like a indie car racer pro and she grabbed the handle and she yelled why are you driving so fast and I said well you see that little number right there on the screen it says estimated time of arrival I bet we could shave 15 minutes off of that <laughs> I mean we could really I bet we could get to Portree way earlier than what Google says we can do if I could if I just shave a couple of miles an hour here and there And she looked at me, and she said, you know this is vacation, right? I said, yeah. She said, why are you in such a hurry to take a break? And I said, well, you see, I play this game. I'm sort of competitive. It's not about vacation. It's about beating Google. And she said, listen, maybe just for once we could slow down for a second and not almost kill ourselves and as soon as she said that i am not kidding we looked up and there was a sign on the side of the road the sign said tiredness can kill slow down and take a break i don't know maybe i'm the only one in this room that needs a reminder and an invitation to slow down. I don't know, how many of us uh, wake up this way every morning? You wake up when the alarm clock on your cell phone goes off. You uh, reach on the bedside table, you pick it up, you turn off the alarm clock, you check your email just to see what emails have come in overnight. You sort of take a breath, hold your breath, review the news headlines that have hit the wire. You check social media. And you do all of that before your feet have touched the ground, the earth, for the first time of the day. You're on. From the first second you turn off the alarm on your cell phone. Do you know my uh, cell phone uh, alerted me last week that my screen time was down 36% last week? Wait for it. 
My screen time was down 36% last week to a mere three hours and 46 minutes a day. Three hours and 46 minutes a day. That didn't include the TV or the computer. And I gotta tell you, I couldn't tell if the phone was like congratulating me <laughs> or sort of shaming me to get back and get my emails answered. As much as we slow down, I think we all know that we, we aren't hardwired. We're not made to be on all the time. We aren't created to produce day after day after day, hour after hour. I don't think we're made to be plugged into social media or the 24-hour news cycle. I don't think that we're made to, to listen to our email accounts 24 hours a day. Did you know that there are studies recently? There are studies recently that show that animals at the zoo, you ready for this? Animals at the zoo begin to exhibit adverse behavior after they have been on display for more than six days in a row. Lions apparently know something in their DNA. They are hardwired. They know being on display is not actually who they are. Somewhere deep within even animals, there's a natural rhythm built into all of creation for rest, to breathe, to not be on, to not be connected to what they do every single day. The tiger's not actually a show tiger. The tiger's a tiger. And they need a day to just be who they are. And the Bible, the, uh, the ancient text, tells us that that day is called the Sabbath day. It's the first thing that God created when God created all things that God called holy. God called a lot of things good and really good, but Sabbath was the only thing that God called holy. Yeah, Matthew, that sounds fine. That sounds good. You don't know me. You don't know my boss. You don't know my business. You don't, you don't know what would happen to my livelihood if I wasn't on all the time. They pay me to be on. If I don't respond to emails seven days in a row, if I don't grade those papers, if I don't take that extra call, if I don't host one more gathering, if I don't see one more patient, if I don't pick up an extra call schedule, if I don't grind, if I'm not there, my influence will wane, the profits will dip, business will slide. All right, all right, I hear you. I do, I hear you. But I wanna tell you a story, just a, a quick story. Uh, some years ago, there were uh, a group of people, and those group of people, uh, they were slaves. Their whole lives were dependent upon working, on producing. 
And this group existed for one sole purpose, to do what their ruler, their boss demanded of them. If they didn't produce, they didn't exist. So uh, this group of people, they worked all the time, 14, 16 hour days, every day seven days a week. Monday uh, ended up becoming just like Tuesday and Tuesday felt a lot like Wednesday and Wednesday felt a lot like Sunday. The only thing that was different was what they ate for lunch, rain or shine, they worked without a break. And then something incredible happened. One day uh, these people were no longer slaves and they were led from uh, slavery into freedom, and they were taken out of their land and into a new land where they could be totally free. They could be anything they wanted to be. And yet, in their new land, in their newfound freedom, they had no idea who they really were. They didn't have an identity beyond their ability to produce. They didn't have an identity beyond their work. I mean, can you, just for a second, imagine with me, can you imagine not knowing who you are beyond what you do? Who are you? I'm a lawyer. Uh Uh-uh. Who are you? Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a cardiologist just down the street. No, no, no. Who are you? Oh, I'm the real estate agent over in Preston Hollow. No, no, no. Who are you? I'm an engineer. Uh Uh-uh. Who are you? Oh, I'm a commercial real estate person. Uh Uh-uh. Who are you? Can you imagine not knowing who you are beyond what you do? These folks um, were free. They were totally free. They had been slaves. And now they have no idea, no clue of who they are. They were free but still slaves in their freedom. Of course, uh, this story I just told you is about the Israelites. It's from the Bible. Seems you could take the people out of Egypt, but you couldn't take the Egypt out of them. So how will they live in this newfound freedom? What will guide their days? Where will their true identity come from? This is the context in which God gives the people of Israel the Ten Commandments as a gift, not as a group of a sort of confining laws, like keep the Ten Commandments or you'll burn in hell. Uh Uh-uh. Ten Commandments as a gift to guide your days and to root your identity. And central to that identity is that of remembering the Sabbath and keeping it holy. One day a week, six days you can labor And your children can labor, but on the seventh day, one day a week to reorient your lives to the holy rhythm built into creation. One day. 
to be oriented back to the one who created you. One day a week to recognize a different pace and remember who you really are. I mean, the story of the Israelites, uh, that, that's their story, but it's also our story. I wonder, you ever feel like you're just going through the motions? Some of you, you ever feel like you're just going through the motions of life? Cell phone, alarm clock goes off, check your email, hold your breath, read the news headlines, check social media, make coffee, get the paper, get showered, get changed, get ready, drop the dry cleaning off, take the same road to work, get the kids ready. It's peanut butter and jelly on Tuesday, but it's not really nut butter, it's sunflower butter. And so you get them dropped off. Then you sit on the tollway, it's the same news, different day, 90.1, there it is. You go to the same meeting that you always go to, same meeting on Tuesday that you always go to. Oh, it's staff lunch on Tuesday, we're gonna go to that. I wonder, I wonder, can you distinguish one day from the next? I wonder, do you feel like your identity is wrapped up in what you do as well, preacher? I wonder, do you ever feel like you're a slave to your to-do list to, or to your cell phone or to your email account or the relentless cycle of meetings or doctor's visits or appointments? It took 102 words to convey how important, how countercultural and holy keeping the Sabbath can be. 102 words, and yet we sort of pass it off as an elective, sort of an opt-in deal. It's not part of the core curriculum. I don't actually have to take that one, but I'll opt in to Sabbath keeping. I mean, do not murder. Yeah, sort of part of the core curriculum. Sabbath, eh, maybe I'll get around to it senior year. Friends, Sabbath is more than slowing down. It's an invitation to intentionally seek to live in the rhythms of God. And Sabbath keeping will shape all of our days, one day apart, to orient us back to how God created the world. How God created the world, not how you create and seek to control the world. Sabbath as a day that reorients us to our true identity and to our place in the world. A day that reminds us that we don't merely live on the earth, but we live in the earth. It invites us to slow down enough to actually hear our breath and to listen to it, to understand that each breath is a gift from God. Every breath you take is a gift. And completely outside of your control, by the way. The summer's coming to an end. School started, backpacks have been blessed. Vacations, uh, you've taken them, you survived them, you visited your families. 
But I wonder if you've taken a, a break. Have you taken a rest? I want to invite you this week to take a rest. To literally schedule some time on your calendar. <laughs> to breathe. Or to take an afternoon with your kids and um, turn off every screen that is available to you and just hang out with them. Uh, jump in the swimming pool or, or, or read a book. Or to pick up that book that you put down months ago. Get lost in time, even if it's only for 15 minutes. Get lost in silence or in your thoughts. And then I want you to fight this temptation it'll be there you are not wasting time you will not be wasting one precious second you may be just learning but it actually means to live I'm gonna close with one of my favorite Annie Dillard invitations Listen, listen, are you breathing just a little? Listen, are you breathing just a little and calling it a life? Let us pray. Thank you for this Sabbath day, O oh God. Help us to keep it holy. Amen. Having heard the word read and proclaimed, let us rise in body or in spirit and affirm what we believe. Which is the fourth commandment? fourth commandment is, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. You may be seated. Dear friends, as we turn our attention to prayer this morning, I want to remind you of our weekly tradition of offering care letters uh, to members of the congregation who are experiencing life transitions. These are located through the north transept doors to the left under the windows. You're invited to sign these letters, whether you know the recipient or not. These uh, signatures, your signatures, serve as a form of prayer a source of encouragement to those who receive the letters from the congregation. So please take the time this morning to sign those letters. 
We want to celebrate today that we had a great group of about 35 people who took a fellowship trip over to AT&T Stadium for a behind-the-scenes tour. We're grateful to Malin Height out of our care department for planning that trip and for the opportunity it provided for people of all ages who participated in that group. We are grateful uh, for that uh, chance. Today we want to take the opportunity not only to pray for the youngest among us who, for whom we blessed backpacks earlier and for their families, but we also want to remember the many of us who are moving into college years with our children and who are transitioning uh, young people uh, to college for the first time or returning. And so we want to pray for college students, uh, no matter what uh, stage of their education. Uh, we want to pray for their families, and we also want to lift up a praise for the college Bible study that took place across the summer weeks this, uh, this year. Uh, we're grateful that that took place and that meaningful connections uh, were uh, created during that time of study. We want to remember in prayer a couple of families who have lost loved ones in the last uh, couple of weeks for the family and friends of Kenneth Smalley and the family and friends of Michael Duren, who passed away uh, in the last uh, week or so. Uh, details on these services are in process and we will certainly communicate those uh, with the congregation. Friends, let us continue as we pray to God this day. Loving God, you have been our resting place through all generations. In the face of our work, our labor, our production, you have been our resting place. You give us our very identity. You created us as your children whom you love. Generations have come and gone, but you are always with us walking alongside us, and we thank you for your presence among us. For you bring us comfort amidst our trials, clarity when confusion persists, peace in the midst of crisis and conflict, and hope for eternal life. We thank you this day for good and meaningful work to do, for the presence of community, and for the joy of human love. Remind us that in the routines of our daily living is the presence of your immense goodness and holiness. Lord, even in the midst of the goodness of your creation, we know that hard things happen, things that we cannot handle on our own. We remember all those this day whose hearts are grieving the loss of a loved one, a relationship, a hope for the present, or a dream for the future, and who are in need of courage and comfort in the face of death. We also lift up all those whose loneliness or depression or anxiety threaten to overwhelm them, and who are in need of courage in the face of life. Remind us that even when things happen that we cannot handle, your grace sustains us through prayer through the gift of faithful friends, the presence of helping hands and loving hearts. Each and every day, give us courage to trust you, O God, 
to put our hand in yours and to walk forward into the unknown with hope. As we stand at the beginning of a new day, looking backward and forward, remind us also to look inward and outward. Remind us to breathe and to take a breath and a break. Remind us to seek your kingdom first of all. Remind us that we can see your image in every face, that you have made us your family together, that this world belongs to you and we are its caretakers, and that there is a still more excellent way, the way of love, of faith, and of hope. We ask this and all our prayers in the strong name of your Son, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Friends, we give because so much has been given to us. For the month of August, our Every Dollar Counts offering, which is all of your $1 bills, will go to benefit Montreat Conference Center, which is a beautiful conference center set apart in the mountains of Western North Carolina that is affiliated with the PCUSA. Montreat is a place for rest and for restoration, for Sabbath and spiritual exploration, and therefore our gifts will benefit this great place of rest. Let us give to a good and gracious God.
God of our lives, for this morning and its promise, we give you thanks. For this community and the love shared, we are grateful. For the opportunity to give to one another and for Sabbath, we say thank you. God, you have given us everything we have. So take what we offer today as a sign of our gratitude and may it be used for the welfare of this city and far beyond. May it be used to bring about your promised day. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Our faith offers us a different way to live, a different way to be in this world, to have a different identity beyond what we produce, what we bill for. So I invite you, my dear friends, to live out that identity this week. And as you go, may God give us the grace never to sell ourselves short, grace to risk something big for something good, grace to recognize that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth and far too small for anything but love. So may God take our minds and think through them and may God take our lips and speak through them and may God take our hearts, each and every one of them, and set them on fire. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and guide us in our many, 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 many different ways this day and all of our days. May it be so. Amen. Amen.